Hello, and thanks for checking out another episode of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show. I'm your host, Greg Marzak, and welcome for all the first-time listeners. I've seen you know pretty big increase in the amount of users and listeners on the platform, so thank you for that. A couple notes about this episode. Uh, I included a link in the uh, description to the Michigan Box League. We'll touch on that in a little bit, um, but definitely check it out if you're interested. Um, so uh, the content of this episode sort of breaks down uh, interview with J.D. Hess from Omnia Lacrosse. We recap the box season and uh, for Omnia and talk a little bit about um, some success, give some shout out to some players. I then go into a recap of last weekend um, after about 20 minutes. So if you're trying to fast forward through there uh, around the 20 minute mark, I talk about the Mercer game, give a little recap, my thoughts. Uh, then in the next, uh, after that, I don't know, five, 10 minutes after that. So 25 minutes, there is a, uh, prediction for this upcoming week, week one or two, depending on how you look at it, but the, the major opening weekend for division one lacrosse, give some predictions again. Thank you for listening. Feel free to check out my website, uh, braveheartlacrosse.com. Definitely email me if you're interested in any content or questions and like, comment, share, subscribe, uh, selfless plug for, for the episode. I appreciate you listening. Lastly, this, uh, this, uh, is the official sponsor of Braveheart Lacrosse Show is Omnia Lacrosse. Be sure to check out their website also linked in the bio, uh, for any, you know, Michigan, uh, elite club lacrosse programming, uh, lacrosse program for any opportunities to get on the field and get better. Thanks. And let's get into it. Hello everyone. Thanks for joining in here with, uh, coach JD Hess, Cranbrook, Omnia lacrosse, just giving a little recap of the fall and, uh, you know, some shout outs for, uh, college lacrosse signings. Uh, JD, how's it going, man? Greg, it's great to be back. I'm I'm honored to be a recurring guest on the Braveheart Lacrosse podcast. Awesome. Sponsored by Omnia. Sponsored by Omnia. Let's get it going. So, uh, obviously, we just uh, got into uh, the winter training sessions, would you say, six weeks before uh, the high school lacrosse season here in Michigan? Six weeks today. Let's go. Let's Um, go. So I know we talked about this. I gave a few shout outs, but um, congratulations to more of the high school lacrosse signees. You we, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we're fired up for these guys. Um, a lot of uh, hard work and, and sweat put in over the years and to see them you know, reach their, their goals of playing in college is, uh, is awesome to see. So um, from our 20, class of 2022, we've got Seth von Hiltmeyer uh, out of Romeo. He's going to Florida Southern. Um, Jackson Ewald, another 2022 from Catholic Central, going to Detroit Mercy. Uh, Cooper St. Clair, his high school teammate, uh, will be joining him at University of Detroit Mercy. And then we got Luke Eichbauer from Rockford going to University of Indy. Uh, Jack Bungart, 2022 LSM from St. Mary's, going to Kalamazoo College. Uh, Joe Janda, another 2022 pole from St. Mary's, going to Detroit Mercy. Uh, Will Jewell, back to the Catholic Central Pipeline, uh, is taking his talents to Hope next year. Um, Jack Baumforth, another CC boy, stud goalie, he will be joining his buddy Will Jewell at Hope. And then Antonio Hart rounding out the 22s. 
uh, stud goalie from Rochester Adams. He's going to be playing at Davenport next year. Um, and then we had our first uh, 2023 uh, commitment. That's Robert McMichael. Uh, very, very, very good defenseman from Brother Rice is going to be playing at Bellarmine uh, in a couple of years. So um, big congrats to all those guys. It's, it's uh, again, just very exciting to see them reach their goals and, and they're great role models for our younger guys who have uh, similar aspirations, you know, of, of playing at the next level. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, thank you. So a couple things here. I know we talked about this and obviously on social media, uh, anyone who follows Omnia Lacrosse saw, but you guys had a pretty successful uh, box season, yeah? Yeah, box was great, man. We, uh, <clears throat> we just wrapped it up a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we really... Uh, this year kind of expanded our box program, put a lot more emphasis into it, and uh, we saw a lot of growth from um, the players. You know, we learned a lot as coaches. We brought in um, some guys like Chris Shevins, yeah. um, who really knows what he's doing, um, and there, there was quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of success, like you mentioned. You know, we um, came home with with four first place finishes across the board. We had four runner ups. Um, and you know, even when we weren't placing in, in events, teams were battling and and just playing some good games, which is you know what what we want. And um, you know, watching the boys kind of figure out how to play box as the season went on was was super cool. So um, we we finished out a great box season uh, at the Longtail Cup in uh, in Novi, which was a great event. And you know, we're already gearing up and, and eager to get it rolling again next winter. Were there any guys? Um sort of standout players not only in the performances but also like that you saw develop over uh over the course of the the season or you know since uh since you guys started working out with that um I know it's a little bit different you know mindset not as much full length field running transition play more two-man game a lot of tight spaces using the 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 positioning of the field but any guys you think really picked up well yeah yeah for sure no and that you said it man box is so good for all of our players both you know offensively defensively in the net there's just so so many things that um you know you have to do in a rank that uh can translate to the field and and vice versa you know so it's always good to learn a different skill set and you know to make yourself uh comfortable in uncomfortable situations is is never a bad thing either so um yeah starting with our you know our young guys um our, our goalie uh, Joey Duval was was a stud. Um, you know he he won us a lot of games. Um, you know goalie box goalie is it's a tough position. <laughs> You're getting getting shot on quite a bit uh, from pretty close range. But Joey stood in there and and really did a great job of you know moving and and uh, you know making himself big. Made some big saves. Um, also on that that Pee Wee team, Carson Campbell um, from Hudsonville on the west side of the state really kind of stepped up as as the go-to guy you know when we needed uh to put the ball in the back than that we were usually you know trying to work something for carson um and, and more often than not he he delivered and he answered so um you know going uh going up to our seventh eighth grade team our bantam team um you know this is this is a special team you can just you can kind of see it with the way that they play uh together you know they're excited for each other um they really just love 
playing as a team, and it's cool to see. Um, a lot of these guys have been playing together for a while, so to see them continue their success has been great. Um, standout guys, I'd have to say Will Zeiderveen, another Hudsonville guy mm-hmm. um, from the west side of the state. Uh, you know, little lefty that just has a nose for the goal. Um, really does a good job of positioning himself and plays very well off picks. You know, gets going downhill and it's tough to stop him. Um, and nine times out of ten, he's he's making the right decision. Um, another another Hudsonville guy, uh, Andrew McAleese, um, did a great job as well. You know, big, strong, fast kid. Um, took face-offs for us. Kind of did a little bit of everything, you know. Face-off, defense, uh, whatever we needed, you know, he was going to do it. Landon O'Donnell from Spring Lake on the west side is a, another guy like McAleese who, you know, got big, strong, fast kid, very skilled, um, did a lot of the dirty work and uh, also was able to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, and then shout out uh, Gabe <laughs> Phelps as well from that Let's team. Um, Gabe uh, is a natural righty and kind of switched over to play lefty for a, a lot of the shifts um, for this Bantam team, and he did a great job. You know, he was, he was probably third or fourth in scoring, um, had a qu- quite a few assists, um, and really kind of helped anchor down that left side for us, which... Uh, as you know in box having equal balance sides with righties and lefties is super important um the uh the midget squad um (laughs) the ninth and tenth graders um will zyderveen's brother jack uh another you know very skilled lefties very crafty um really you know does a great job of kind of like his younger brother he just finds space and Mm -hmm. when he's got space you know he's he's taking it and he's 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 got a real nose for the cage, just like his brother. Um, Carter Kildia is a uh, stud defenseman from Hazlitt. Um, you know he he was he was a lockdown defender um, in in our events and our tournaments, and you know usually we were asking him to to mark the offenses you know top players, and, and he always responded. Um, another you know strong defensive player on that team, Isaac Miller. Unfortunately, he. Uh, he couldn't play in our last event. He, he pulled a hamstring playing playing for his high school basketball team, which we love. Um, it, not the hamstring pull, but the the multi sport guy we love. But uh, in the in the first two events, Isaac, you know, like Carter, he was kind of marking up top players and and shutting guys down. Um, then rounded it out our, our older guys. Um, you know, got got four in mind there. Seth von Hiltmeyer, who we were just talking about going to Florida Southern. Uh, he really kind of came into his own, um, and Seth is a great—he's a great case study for why you know guys should play box. Um, before the box season started, he told me word for word, "I hate box. That's not my style." And uh, he ended up playing, and and w- was one of our our most important players. Um, and I think Seth, you know, on the field, he's a big, strong, fast kid. Likes to alley dodge, likes to shoot from outside, and the box game really kind of forced him to. Uh, to expand you know the way that he plays lacrosse which i think is is great for him and it'll be great for uh when he goes to florida southern um owen miller got to keep an eye on for sure from celine um this kid is just so solid he's so smooth um he's a great kid great family and uh he he's definitely one to watch as a guy who um i think is really going to break out this summer um taking a lot of what he learned from the box to the field um same goes with mikey lukowski um a a, a romeo guy big 
big, strong, fast kid, kind of like those those two Bantam guys I was talking about, O'Donnell and McAleese. Um, Mikey, Mikey's a physical player. He's a physical Dodger. Um, you know, he can he can score from pretty much anywhere. He can pull up from you know 12 yards and pop one. He can he can take it inside and finish behind the back. Like he's Mikey's really really um, you know come into his own as well uh, as a guy who I think you know come summer he's going to be on a lot of a lot of college coaches radars and then finally um you know robert robert mcmichael again um uh, our you know 23 defenseman from rice going to bellarmine he robert's a stud like there's no other way to put it um you know whether it's feel whether it's box robert is usually one of the best players on the field and and that shows and uh it's no accident because that kid you know not only is he one of the best best players but he's one of the hardest workers and that is a pretty uh pretty deadly recipe if you're looking to be successful in in the game of lacrosse so um yeah man all all in all it was awesome we we loved we loved it um like i said you know coaches learned a lot by bringing in some guys that really know what they're doing and uh you know we're we're excited we're excited to keep it rolling um just a couple things here before we go so you brought up uh you know some growth that you saw with with box not only in omnia but you know i know down in um charlotte which is our second largest audience base like shout out to those guys i know they picked up box shout out charlotte charlotte uh um you guys down there started playing more there's more opportunities to get on the field obviously with the tournaments and stuff going on here that's awesome to see um what are maybe some things that kids should consider you know and parents who are listening why you should put your kid in that i know we talked on uh, spacing, you know, using more picks, and it's just a different style of play. But um, what can you t- say about the growth of it, not only with within Omnia, but maybe in the area? Yeah, and, I, uh, why? Yeah, no, I think it's 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 a totally different game. You know, it's it's five on five. There's a thirty second shot clock. Yeah. It's super fast pace. The ball never stops. You know, it, it there, there's no out of bounds. So yeah. it's it's just continuous action and. Um, I think that's so great for for kids in Michigan, especially. I think, you know, Michigan guys typically the the mo is you know big, strong, athletic kids, um, you know that that kind of need space to be successful. And you know, in box, you don't have any space at all. You everything's in tight, everything's close quarters. So you got to make plays with guys on you. Um, defensively, you got to you got to keep guys in front of you, or else you're gonna get you're gonna get scored on. And uh, the decision making just has to be uber quick. So, you know, I, I really just think the, the overall pace of the game is, is so awesome. Um, and, and we're seeing it, you know, at the college level now with the 80 second shot clock. Yeah. PLL is what, like 52. Yeah. So the game is just getting quicker and quicker. And, you know, I think the more guys around here that, that can play box, um, you know, the, the, the more versatile you're going to be as a player, you're going to be able to do more stuff. And, you yeah. know, ultimately that's what you want you want to have more than one trick in your bag so um you know as far as opportunities um i mentioned chris chavins earlier uh chris has done a lot of work to grow the box game in the area um he actually runs a league uh called the michigan box lacrosse (laughs) league um i I suited up and started playing in that let's Um, go go. i'm trying to get ready for april so i've been going out there but yeah for anyone listening not only men's like adult leagues are going on on saturday mornings um but there's also high school leagues and youth uh youth programs so if you're interested like you said uh, get in contact with me. I'll put in. I'll 
you know, put you in contact with Chris Shevins or just go to the website. Um, but yeah, I think it's great what he's doing. Um, and, I, and I know I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, before I forget, I know that Chris has talked about, um, you know, doing a, a, a big high school league. I know he's got yeah. a couple teams right now, um, but I know the goal is to really expand that. And I think it would be just so good for the sport around here if we could get um you know 10 12 15 20 high schools from you know wherever to commit to playing in this league and you know we put you know everyone plays each other and it's uh it's it's overall it's overall growth across the board so um you know i think that talking about things to keep an eye on that's probably another another good thing for high school coaches to keep an eye on is you know what what's what chris evans is doing and um you know chris is open arms it doesn't matter who you are where you're from yeah he He, just wants wants, support he wants to support and he wants kids to play box and and it's not just in youth and you know um high school levels but you know you look at college i mean uh, Notre Dame does it once or twice a week where they go play. I know Detroit Mercy started to do that as well, yep. where they find time to get out and play uh, in, in in the rink. And um, that's awesome. I mean, I think that that'll be something. So congrats. Obviously, it was great to see a success this, this winter. You guys growing that. And, um, yeah, man. I do. I, w- I want to give one, one, uh, one shout-out just to our parents. Um, you know, this box season – uh, just the commitment to, um, you know, one, making it happen, right? We're, we're nothing without the parents. We're nothing without the kids. So, you know, for one, making it happen, and two, just the way that um, they, you know, handle themselves at these events. Like, they, our parents are awesome. We, we love our parents. We're so lucky to have um, the families that are in our program right now, and the way that they compose themselves at events is just it's in my opinion it's it's the kind of the standard you know they they're just they're good people um you know and you go to you go to events and sometimes you see things get out of control um we never have to worry about that just because um you know the the omnia parents are are classy stand up and uh you know we we just really appreciate the support so um shout out omnia parents you guys are the best that's awesome um couple before i let you go obviously there's going to be more to this episode uh this weekend got uh, some division one lacrosse games any predictions week one or week two <laughs> yeah the love it we were just talking in practice how this is like our favorite time of the year with uh, <laughs> lacrosse starting college basketball heating up super bowl it's it's a good time to be a sports fan but um predictions man i uh you know i'll obviously be be watching that that U of D Mercy uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State game, um, you know that's that's uh, that, that's a tough one for our Titans to open up with. You know we're I know I know we're, hey, but we beat those guys. We have we have. You know, <laughs> I know we're not scared, but um, that's Ohio State is obviously uh, very good, and I, I know we're we're a little young this year on the back end defensively. Yeah. Um, so I think you know there will be some some learning curves, which is good. You know, get things hammered out early play a tough non-conference and get ready for for the conference play um so i'll be i'll be watching that closely you know um what are some omnia guys on detroit mercy yeah oh good good call um nolan grauman um 
freshman, you know, he, he helped coach our peewee box team um, this winter. I know that he's really getting himself in the rotation at, at, uh, at midfield. Um, you know, he put one in over the weekend against University of Indy in their scrimmage. Um, Aiden DeVito is another guy who mm-hmm. I believe is, uh, I, I believe he's a starter on defense. Um, Brother Rice kid, just total lockdown D, you mm-hmm. know, take out your best player type of guy. Um, you know, I know those those two those are two guys that are are pushing for for time, which is which is super cool to see. And then um, Kyle Loken, one of our one of our Pee box coaches as well. Um, he's a stud, two way midi. Uh, also just got named captain, so shout out Loken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's fun to see those guys. It's fun That's to see them play at, at Detroit and all over the place. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be tuned into that one. Uh, I always kind of keep an eye on what Michigan is doing, just being the other local team. I know they got Bellarmine. Bellarmine's coming off tough a, t- a tough one against Mercer. Mercer, um, Mercer's Mercer's good, man. I, I think Mercer could sneak up on some people this year. Yeah. Um, so and uh, you know, I I think I, I think I also think this is maybe the year that Michigan kind of takes that big step that that everyone's kind of waiting for them to take. I think they've got a ton of talent. Um, I think Connery's a, a good coach, and I think that. Um, I think that they've they've got uh, they've got some weapons from what it sounds like. So be watching that one. Um, I'm excited to go to the U of D Michigan game in a couple weeks. Um, should be a good Titan crowd there. And then whatever's on, man, I I uh, I'll, I'll watch. I'll tune in. I'm I'm very intrigued by that Denver Utah game. Yeah. Um, Utah being uh, a newer program, obviously that gave Denver a pretty good game last year, if I remember correctly. Um, I. I I'll be honest, man. I couldn't believe how talented those guys were when when we went out and played them in in Utah. Um, their first year as a you know varsity program, they had some studs. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another program that you know I know they play a tough tough non conference. They could they could they could beat some powers this year. I think they're they're a good squad. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I'll let you go here, but uh, thank you, everyone. We'll have a, that's a great segue into the next segment. I've got an interview with uh, Hyde, so we'll see. Right. Um, we'll see, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you there. What an exciting week one. Um, just to touch base a little bit, I think there's been some updates recently that uh, anyone who's a lacrosse fan should be aware of. <clears throat> especially after we saw uh, this past weekend with Mercer and Bellarmine, the stream, while when it was available, was amazing to watch college lacrosse again. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there were problems where the stream went down. Not everyone was able to access it. It would kick you off your platform. So a couple pe- uh, pieces on that. One, that's just part of uh, uh, college lacrosse, as it's much easier now to watch games. They're, you know, available um, way more frequently and accessible, more accessible uh, now than they were, you know, 10, 5, 10 years ago. There's still are, are uh, a lot of games that, you know, aren't as available as, as say, college football or basketball. Um, uh, on that note, um, if you check out the Braveheart Lacrosse Show, uh, com, there is a NCAA Division One Lacrosse uh, section. You can find it in the in the uh, drop down menu. Uh, it has the games in a calendar format, along with some write ups about the games. I know uh, Lacrosse Bucket uh, has a you know a view as well. 
so you can check out when games are and, and where they're streamed there. You can also check out uh, Inside Lacrosse, obviously. And um, thankfully, like I mentioned today, uh, ESPN uh, launched what games uh, and when they're going to be streaming on which platform. So uh, starting with uh, Duke, Robert Morris, tomorrow, Friday on um, uh, ACC Network. Uh, I had to re-record this because you know that was one of the pieces I wanted to touch on. We weren't able to watch, you know, for everyone wasn't able to access the Mercer game. Uh, but that said, you know, for any fans out there, definitely uh, check out the website, you know, and, and try to watch the games, especially for young kids. I talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, but uh, it's amazing to be able to watch lacrosse especially if you want to have aspirations at playing at the next level um and to be able to see guys that are you know really talented and and performing uh to get watch watch that not just for entertainment but also you know try to pick up a few moves um and such so that was awesome like i said well timed thank you espn for streaming games i'm really excited for this weekend that's going to be uh great to watch and just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Now jumping into the Mercer and Bellarmine game, little recap. For Mercer, I mean, I'm not going to say I called it, but it's really tough for Bellarmine while they are still talented and have some offensive threats and their defense. You know, I mean, they, they do have one of the uh, top lockdown takeaway defenders. Um, it's hard for them. You know, they cycled through four different guys on face-offs and you know after you get mercer with some of those long possessions it'd be really helpful to just get back the ball and you know that just that 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 didn't play out for bellarmine um of course that's going to be something that they sort of struggle with all year but uh and it was awesome to see out there i think the mercer offense uh did great you know i talked about the goalie matchup a little bit i thought they were preseason ranking again that means nothing but i thought that uh going into the game both goalies were sort of equal you know based on last year's percentage it wasn't a standout um but i mean uh after seeing that performance it's it's it solidifies in my opinion uh mercer and you know the top three top four spot in the socon um and that that's you know really exciting to see uh for a program that Obviously, I know uh, we had as a guest uh, the former coach come on, and you know I've known a couple guys that have played there, and I've played against them. It's cool to see them do well now with Bellarmine. Again, I mean their season doesn't get any easier. You know, they, they we'll talk about this matchup, but they go into Michigan, who I think is going to be a, a great opponent, um, and I think that that matchup is going to be really difficult for them. Uh, and then, obviously, with the new conference that Bellarmine has transferred into uh, and the ASON and Detroit Mercy, obviously, I think, you know, they're going to be the fighting for that um, fourth spot to get into the ASON uh, tournament. You know, I think that and who knows what I I don't know anything. I knew Mercer was going to beat Bellarmine, though. Sorry, Mako. I I told you, um, but I think that it's going to be difficult for them. I mean, they have too strong defense, but 
You know, it's it's tough when you don't have a face-off guy and you play those long, drawn-out possessions, and then you just don't get the ball back. And for anybody who's watching or listening, you know, keep that in mind this year. Um, not to say that because I played face-offs that I think that that's the most important position, but you see how teams uh, really sort of strive around that when they can, regardless, up or down, they can get possessions back. So those are my thoughts. The, st- the streams stink. Um, just be aware of that if you're trying to watch games, again, um, keep an eye out for Mercer and the SoCon. I think that they're going to have some challenges, you know, with 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 Richmond. Uh, but, of course, I think that they'll be one of the top three, top four programs in the in their conference. Moving on, um, I think, you know, maybe for those crazy lacrosse fans out there that listen, follow along. Um, Syracuse had some trouble this weekend. Uh, injury to one of their top offensive threats, Owen Hiltz. Not a lot of details. Again, I think it's crazy. We're just following along with um, the limited information. But, you know, the rumor is, and again, it's unofficial stats, so it's just a scrimmage. But I don't think that they did very well against Michigan. Um, and, I, you know, again, these are scrimmages. How how far can you read into them? Uh, but it didn't sound like they were, you know, performing at all. Cylinders are up to expectations for Syracuse uh, and this this hopefully high-powered offense. Um, now, do I think that that means Michigan's going to run the table in the Big Ten or, you know, just in Division One this year? Not particularly. I do, you know, contrary to what some people out there think, I think that they're one of the top uh, four or five in the Big Ten. You know, again, these are my thoughts. What do I know? Last year, Michigan's offense uh, man up opportunities was they capitalized more than, you know, almost any other team in Division One. So when you get those man up opportunities, it really helps to 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 capitalize and, and get those free goals. Uh, but I, you know, looking back at the Syracuse matchup, I think that that means more for. Syracuse, they have some things to work on this year, and, and you know they'll, they'll hopefully try to find their stride before they get into conference play. Uh, but I think it's going to be tough on them. So you know, like I said, rumors floating around. Syracuse didn't have a great showing, and Michigan, hmm, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Now, again, I'm a Detroit Mercy alumni. I think that that Michigan matchup, um, I'm always going to lean towards my alma mater but it'll be interesting to see how they perform this year um i think that the coach uh at michigan you know he's getting into his stride there and we'll see what uh what happens um a couple other things i know uh lacrosse bucket podcast did uh some recaps there are some changes around with the conferences i don't think that that's too big i mean it'll be interesting to see if more teams add this year, you know, that's always one thing that you consider uh, conferences start reshaping because of potential new ads. But I don't think that there's any, you know, I'm not forecasting that or, or speaking that into existence. It'd be cool, but I don't I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, yeah, I think that those are some exciting things that went on. Little recaps for this week and um this past week here and getting into the predictions my thoughts on on the upcoming games
So looking ahead on Friday, uh, we have the Robert Morris and Duke matchup. Uh, Duke will be hosting. This game is going to be streaming on the ACC network. So if anyone has that, definitely check it out. It'll be exciting. I wrote a little write-up on the Braveheart Lacrosse Show um, about this, you know, some some highlights. It'll be exciting to see whose offensive unit uh, Duke sort of goes with this year and sticks with. I know it's been talked about. They do run a lot. They ran a lot of different offensive um, combinations in midfield and attack last year. And um, we'll sort of have to wait and see who they're going with. I think that... There's some potential there with with talented guys, but you know it, it's tough if you don't have a set team um, or, or set combination of guys to find their groove. So I think that that'll be something to watch out for. Robert Morris, new coach um, up in Moon County, they've been you know getting ready for this year, and it'll be exciting to see how they show up. Personally, I'm going with Duke. I think that they'll they'll win pretty heavy handedly i believe but again what do i know uh moving ahead this navy mount st mary's game so this game first game uh streamed on espn plus on saturday coach amplo from marquette now at at, at navy Uh, i think that there's some interesting if i remember correctly and if they run it this year i don't know how they're going to run their offense but if they run this sort of stacked crease navy offense that, that coach amplo pulled in last year it's something to watch for for any young guys it's a different offensive scheme you know it's not like a two two two. they sort of stack guys in the crease tight i you know I think it's pretty unique, you know, definitely something to watch for if you're watching on uh, Saturday, which I highly recommend for any young players, you know, just watch that offensive set, not only for Navy, but any of the games going on. Watch what these uh, coaches are putting in. Watch what um, uh, if they don't have plays, what sets, what combinations they're getting into and think about where. You know, where have you seen this before? Is it something you're familiar running? Maybe your coach runs it. Maybe it's something you'd be interested in running. You know, some teams will play a lot of downfield heavy, you know, midfield dodging downfield heavy. Right. And that really works well for guys that can, um, you know, that can that can put one move on the guy from up top. Uh, draw the slide out and look for the second or bang it through and hit the backside guy. Um, And you'll see some offenses that are more uh, two-man game, more picks. We talked a little bit about that with uh, some Canadian, you know, box guys or guys that play box. Uh, They're more comfortable in that. They don't need to dodge as much. They work uh, tight spaces. And, and, you know, that's also a personnel sort of – dependent what what offense that uh, your colleges run a little bit based on which guys they have and and who they're comfortable with running but uh, like I said it's not just uh, something to watch for entertainment this weekend Uh, definitely watch what what is is popular this year last year right off the get-go we saw a lot of teams going into the 10-man ride and so you saw defenses start to shoot the ball in the clear right that's something to watch out for where should you be going where do guys go to on the ride in the clear um but i know i'm rambling a little bit getting back to the mount st mary's navy game 
Like I mentioned, uh, Navy's interesting offense, Coach Amplo. Personally met the guy um, uh, from Marquette, and, you know, I think that Navy will do pretty well in this game. Uh, little story about Mount St. Mary's. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, I never played there, but I did go visit uh, and go to a couple events at the school. And I had a few friends, uh, actually, that, that played there. Um, uh, Alex Perotto was my sort of team, freshman year buddy. He was a transfer from there. And then actually the person that got me into lacrosse, uh, Brendan Rooney, from uh, he went to St. Mike's and uh, UD and then played defense there. Um, he played at, at, at Mount St. Mary's. Um, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but uh, I think that the, it's near, it's not near, but relatively uh, near Camp David. And sometimes I would talk about seeing like the um, presidential helicopters fly over and I don't think they like went hiking to look for it, but uh, you know that's something that goes on there. Uh, it is a pretty beautiful campus, um, but like I said, it's sort of in the middle of nowhere, and they do have a pretty reputable basketball program there as well. So um, anyway, a little bit of a tangent, but I think that'll be a good game. Like I said, my prediction, uh, Navy, Navy pretty handedly. Um, another game to bring up again, not going to detail into this one. I think it'll be a good matchup. Um, Holy Cross and Providence, maybe a color game. Um, they are on ESPN Plus. So, like I said, watch on, you know, if you can get multi screens going or whatever, um, watch the games, watch where guys are, watch some offensive schemes that they're running. Um, yeah, it'll be a good opportunity to watch the game. Utah and Denver. Now, this is something I'm really excited for. I think that Utah has a real good chance to upset Denver this game. I know it was a real close game season opener last year. I'm a little biased. I think Jordan Hyde, uh, had, I had him on as a guest. That episode will be releasing next week, so be sure to tune in there. Um, he's a Brother Ice alum, uh, and he's a great kid. I think that they're going to have uh, some real success this year, so it'll be awesome to see. I think the uh, Utah definitely to keep it close, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of offense generated. I know Denver um, was a big talk last year. Everyone, you know, obviously transfers in. Everyone was watching what was going to happen. And, you know, they had a tight matchup with Georgetown, obviously, in the Big East, but I think that this year uh, we'll just have to see what happens. There's still talent on the team, but I don't. I think that Utah uh, also, you know, new coaching staff, so that'll be something against them. Uh, but I really like their offense. So my prediction there: Utah to keep it close, high power, high scoring game. Um, and then the last game here that I'll touch on. Maybe we'll give another update later, but I think that this Bellarmine at, at Michigan uh, game, there's an update in case anyone who's listening is in Michigan. I know that's where our largest audience base is. The game is at Detroit Country Day. Uh, I believe it's going to be indoors there. Um, and if anyone can make it out, check it out. It's an awesome, uh, awesome location. And this is going to be an awesome game. 
for 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 Michigan guys in the area to go check out and see. Like I've talked them up already. I think Michigan could be you know a top four, top five team in the Big Ten. I think that they have some real talent. Uh, some guys out there, uh, Cosgrove, um, Zawida. I think that they, you know, pose a real threat here. And I think that, you know, Bellarmine, like I mentioned, it's going to be real tough for them. Uh, this isn't a, you know, necessarily a bounce back game. Um, but I think Michigan's going to beat them pretty, pretty heavy hand, heavy handedly. Uh, like I mentioned already, tips for watching games. So for any kids who are listening, uh, you know, not just to watch it for entertainment. You got nothing going on on Saturday, but pick out, you know, find a favorite player on one of these teams. You know, there's other games going on. You can check those out. Uh, I didn't mention a few of them. They're on the Big Ten Plus, which you got to pay extra for. So get your parents credit card. And if you get login information, send it to me. I'll happily use it. Um, just kidding. But, uh, you know, when you're watching these games, Pick out a favorite player, you know, one or two guys that you either, you know, like I mentioned or that you did a little research, saw who was uh, or maybe they went to your high school and follow them. Watch what they do with the ball in their stick. Right. They're not dodging seven times behind the back uh, to try to pull some crazy movie out, a move out. They're usually just going one move and to the cage. Right. Uh, and and. If they're not going to the cage, they're they're heads up and they're looking for the outlet pass, right? So, and maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but you watch the game and you figure it out. Uh, Also, watch them not only with the ball when they're dodging, watch them off ball. Like, where do they go? Do they just stand at the top of the crease and, you know, let their guy cover them? Or are they moving off ball? Are they setting backside picks? Um, You know, you, you guys watch the games. You try to learn uh, from the best players, not only uh, that are on the field, but, you know, guys that you you look up to. I think that for me was something that I did and helped me get to the next level watching guys like Alex Smith, um, you know, for faceoffs just, just dates me a little bit. But um, one of the top faceoff guys in the history of Division One and the game um, was someone that I watched at. Uh, and, you know, I think that that helps and every player that I've talked to has somebody that they grew up watching and um you know if you if you really have aspirations to play at the next level uh certainly learning from guys that are on TV now which is awesome like I said um we didn't always have the ability to watch as much college lacrosse and now that it's available out there take advantage of it um and, and use that, right? Watch watch the games that are on and, and learn something a little bit uh, that could help improve your game. Um, and, yeah, those are that's what I got to say for this week. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in again. Like I said, next week we will have uh, Jordan Hyde and uh, the, his, his, his uh, guest that comes on. And we will uh, release that maybe in the middle of next week, and we'll have some recaps and some predictions. Um, make sure you guys are hitting the wall. 
you know, put these podcasts in, go hit the wall 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is. Try to get a little bit better each day. You know, 60 seconds, righty. You should be trying to get 45 passes in uh, in 60 seconds, maybe a little bit higher. Do it twice and try to get one more than you did last time. Um, and stay focused in school. And lastly, tell your parents you love them. You know, it's something to uh, uh, express how much you appreciate them and what they sacrifice for you. So like I said, uh, have a great week. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, check out the braveheartlacrosshow.com. And uh, there's some cool content there. And also feel free to uh, reach out and tell me any suggestions or improvements that you'd like to see. I always appreciate that. Have a great day. This episode is brought to you by the official sponsor of the Braveheart Lacrosse Show, Omnia Lacrosse. Whether you're in Grand Rapids, Hazlitt, Metro Detroit, Traverse City, Alma, Omnia Lacrosse is the premier club lacrosse program in the state of Michigan. I wouldn't say this if I didn't believe it. That's why I coach for them. They are the top lacrosse program in the state of Michigan for club lacrosse. So whether you're looking to just get started an entry level playing, or you want to take your game to the next level and go on the recruiting tournaments, Omnia Lacrosse is the club program for you. Check out their website at omnialacrosse.com or use the link on, on my website, Braveheart Lacrosse Show, uh, to find out what opportunities are available.